Yo, welcome back to the Killer Sports Pick Podcast. You have your host here, Killer, and my main man. Brown Jordan. Did I sound cool? Oh, yeah. You're full of energy this morning. Yeah, Cleveland Browns just called me up. I got to play wide receiver today. <laughs> Did you have a good Christmas? Yeah, I was actually surprised. I thought I was bad this year. I thought I was naughty. How about you? <laughs> oh, I had a good Christmas. Santa was nice to me. Nice. Nice, uh, nice relaxing day, even though, uh, you know, this year just staying home, but it uh, it was good, you know, just spend the day at home with the wife, cooking, hanging out, yeah, watching yeah, a Christmas story, all the old oh, Christmas movies. That, yeah. Were you naughty and nice? Oh, we already went through that. Apparently, I was good. There you go. No! <laughs> Did uh, you like my Christmas bathroom? Oh, it's very nice. You didn't <laughs> steal that from the Marriott? Uh, I have a couple of those. I'm going to the Marriott. But uh, it was a good Christmas. The kids really enjoyed themselves. And uh, I'm starting to prepare for next year. Already? Yeah, Christmas. Well, I went to the... I went to the gym on Christmas Eve, and I'm so proud of myself. I've never done that before. Wow. There we go, man. I, gotta... <laughs> I might get back today. I might. I can see your sleeves are getting a little tighter, so. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Well, the whole shirt's getting tighter, mostly in the, <laughs> in the, in the gut region. <laughs> How was the gym? Were there a lot of people there? No. No, there was like, uh, it's probably like 10% full. There we go. Do you think uh, you're in shape to play for the Cleveland Browns today? I think they're going to start pulling fans out of the stadium. <laughs> well, they have three healthy tight ends, and I know we're going to go into it more. But uh, the toughest part about that game, does the Jets lay down? Because they obviously didn't lay down last week. But uh, – do they lay down and let Cleveland win so they can keep secure the number two pick? No, they already screwed that up by winning last week. I know, so it moved them to number two. So you got to figure Jacksonville's uh, – Chicago has to win today. Jacksonville's top running back's out. So Jacksonville's probably going to lay down. Look – I feel like the Jets could have like the first 10 picks and still screw up the draft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they came out and played a great game last week. I was totally surprised. Being a Rams fan, you know, I had to wear a paper bag on my head. But uh, I just didn't understand the play calling. And, and I don't judge a player on one game because you have good games and bad games. You got to ask yourself as an organization – is Goff the guy that's gonna that can take us to the next level? Like when when you watch Atlanta and Atlanta was losing to I mean Tampa Bay was losing to Atlanta. And they were losing by seventeen. And Brady on the sideline is sitting rallying his team. He 
he, he's not just sitting by himself like like Jared Goff. He's sitting there and he's rallying his team. He's telling his guys like, "Let's go, let's do it." And what happened? They they respond. Goff isn't the guy to do that. Like Goff, he comes out if maybe fling his helmet, but he just sit down by himself or talk to McVay. Yeah, I think uh, he probably because he came in so young, you yeah. know, and he got he got his chance so early, you know, like Brady he got did his, too. He, yeah, I mean, but Brady got to, you know, sit on the bench for a little while and learn, and he came up in under some like senior leadership, you know. Glad so, yeah. Where I feel like Goff kind of just got thrown into it right away. Um, yeah. But he he may mature in that area, you know, over time. It's, yeah, it's just scary. Like, but, but he's I, still that guy from you know. We saw what he did last year and the year before. True. You know, like he has it. I just don't know if he has that that Brady, you know, drive. But I mean, that's why Brady's Brady, I guess. Yeah, and, and uh, like I think I mentioned this a while back on a podcast where I went to a Patriots preseason game with my kids and. The Patriots were up. It was against the Eagles. The Patriots are up a touchdown, maybe 10 points. And it's a preseason game, second quarter, and Brady just got touched on the third and long. And he comes off the field screaming at his team. I'm like, that's the mark of a winner. And that's why yesterday, look, at he had he didn't play the whole game, and he had five touchdowns, four touchdown passes, and over 300 yards. Like, yeah, there's a couple guys that have that. You see um, Russell Wilson has that. Yes. You know, Patrick Mahomes has a bit of it. Um, Peyton he's Manning more positive. It. Um, I was trying to think of who else. Oh, I guess you could say that um, that Phillip Rivers has it. I feel like he's yeah. more just screaming at his team. <laughs> Definitely. He screams at the other sideline too. Yep. You know, um, we talk young quarterbacks. The kid out of the, the Chargers, Hebert. To me, he has it. Like he he's young and he he re- responds like he's up on the sideline. Like I really love watching him. He's he's gonna be a good good uh, quarterback for the future. So. I think that's also the reason I like Baker. Like right, right off the bat, was I saw Baker come in like young, and just yeah, you know, c- commanding his team, and I, I was like, oh, this kid's ready. Yeah, Baker. Yeah, he's that way. So, but uh, we're getting too excited. But uh, let's uh, shout out to our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by New England Fleece, best fleece in the business. Give. Marco, John, or Peter call and let them know that Killer in the Ground Man sent you. And also, episode 120 uh, is brought to you by Gray Gear, Play Forever. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Pick. I know you said you're going to start working on uh, on the website for the new year. Yes, I am. And I don't know if that's a tall tale or if that's real, though. No, we're going to start a little handicapping. Uh, 
you know, we kind of give our DFS picks, but, you know, it's a little bit of parlays. But we're striking rich, man, and, and we want to share it with you guys. It takes a lot of time and effort. Me and Ground put a lot of time and effort into what we do. It's a lot of reading and me waking up at 3 a.m. so I can have silence in my house. So we're going to do a – we're going to get into a, a, a little – a little, you'll see. We have some good stuff coming this year. So, all right. Well, so let's get into some player news. There we go. So, if you're trying to decide who to start this week, uh, we got some last minute news for you. So, Allen Robinson is expected to play. Uh, Antonio Gibson, Tariq Hill, both expected to play. Keenan Allen is expected to not play. So that has some implications there uh for san diego or la if you yep. changed calling them la um let's see car uh not cardinals cleveland wide receivers are all out <laughs> they all have covid there's one starter marvin hill who doesn't who he's not on the covid list he must not have been allowed to hang out with the other guys yeah he's uh, not cool he had to play his own reindeer games by himself, so he he's <laughs> able to play. But they pulled up. I think it's two guys from the uh, from the practice squad. Yeah, um, Switzer. He played with uh, Dallas. He's like a element type wide receiver. I threw him in a couple of lineups because he's a speedy guy. Um, I would have to watch further to see what they're gonna do with him. But I like him. He he played with Dallas, uh, Edelman, Beasley type wide receiver. Uh, he's a durable guy. They, they they're gonna they're gonna win. Um, but I think for Cleveland, we're gonna see a lot of three tight ends. Um, they're gonna what do they call it? The thirteen personnel, one uh, yeah, running back, three tight ends. You don't really see a lot of that. That's crazy. But they're going to have to do it because you have three good tight ends that can catch, and you're going to have to do it. They're going to have to split Hooper and Joku and Bryant out. Who Bryant, to me, is he's durable. He can catch. He can run. Um, I, I loved him in the beginning. But you're going to see a lot of that. You're going to see a heavy dose of running. So also uh, Ezekiel Elliott is expected to play but I would stay far away from him. Um, Julio Jones is still out, um, which, you know, that uh, boosts Calvin Ridley. And, um, you know, it also puts Gage on the map, as we've seen. Um, Oh, we didn't talk about this yet. I'd say that's really probably it for, for like the new player news. that would affect this week. Um, but Alvin Kamara having six touchdowns. Oh, that was a great day. Yeah. Uh, a few weeks ago on the podcast, we talked about how effective he is when Drew Brees is in. And it showed it just, I don't know if it's like Taysom Hill, uh, you know, to get to that level, you have to have some talent. However, I think he's a one trick pony. And you just crowd the line with them. But when Drew Brees comes in, you can't crowd the line because he can hurt you in many ways. And that frees up a lot of opportunities for Kamara in the show. 
Yeah, it's just that's incredible. If somebody had them in their lineup or their playoffs, you know, for season long. Yeah, that's it. You either had them or you didn't. Um, NBA's I, back. I know it's been pretty competitive. I watched uh, some good games. I watched Portland last night until I fell asleep. But uh, I watched the end of the Miami game. I know we we're talking about it early, but what a sad way to end a game. Like I, I'm a firm believer. And if you can score, score and trust your defense. LA Ra- the the Vegas Raiders had opportunities to score a touchdown. Jacobs literally slid down, and we've seen Todd Gurley do it um, this year. But they had a chance to score, and which when you score, it makes it more difficult for Miami to come down and score a touchdown. So Raiders didn't score a touchdown on purpose. They kick a field goal. Fitzmagic came in. He he came in earlier that quarter. He throws a pass and he gets a he throws a pass to Hollins, and they they grab Fitzmagic's Fitzmagic's face mask and down their field goal range. That to me is that's going to cost them the playoffs. That's going to cost them in so many different ways. You lost the game now. You're not going to you probably won't make the playoffs. Just score the touchdown. The Raiders, uh, they really blew that game. I mean, I feel like Gruden's teams just, they always just shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah. It's just, uh, as, a, as a Chiefs fan, though, I like to see it. <laughs> I'd rather see uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd like to see Miami win that game. But, um, but yeah, it's definitely the Raiders blew it there. Yes, and it, uh, I, I just I'm I'm never been a believer in that, and I was flipping like the three different games, and we had Coastal Carolina. They were playing uh, Liberty, two good teams, two uh, newer programs, smaller schools, and Liberty was trying to do the same thing, but Coastal Carolina brought they picked their running back, literally picked him up, was dragging him into the end zone, and one of the tight ends from Liberty jumps on the pile and they they fumble and they lost an opportunity. So it's just score. <laughs> I hear you. Um, I was watching Fired that. Up. I know I'm, I'm jumping around sports here, but um, I was that's watching the Trailblazers uh, Rockets game last night as well. I think that's what I fell asleep yeah. watching too. Uh, CJ McCollum looks so good. Yeah. Like, he looked incredible yesterday. He did. Um, he was basically going back and forth with Harden and uh, taking his step back move to another level. Harden's got to get in shape. He looks like soft and not Harden. He, he's a little, little, little swollen, huh? Yeah, he's always kind of been that way. I was a little in shape. The beard, the beard had some food stuck in it. <laughs> uh, I was watching the beginning of the Knicks game. I think it was like their home opener. But there's no fans uh-huh. in Madison Square Garden, and what was funny what is, is no? <laughs> they were announcing the players, and there was like two of them who went out, and they went and like waved and bowed 
to all the fans who weren't there. And I was watching with my wife and I was laughing. I was like, I wonder if they told these guys, like, pretend like there's people in the stands or if they were just messing around. But with Knicks, the, the Knicks, they've been telling them for years, like, act like there's fans here. It's nothing new, you know? <laughs> Yeah, the stadium's empty. It's down. Uh, it's down only like eighteen percent from from uh, my previous. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Knicks reported we've seen an uptick in fans during the COVID fourteen. <laughs> They're getting booed by the booed by the janitors. Yeah, like <laughs> the janitors in their Tyvek suits. So, real quick, we're having too much fun here. Uh, are there any key NFL matchups that we need to look out for? I'm looking at the slate. Uh, the only one that pops out to me is Eagle and Cowboys. What about you? Yeah, so if you care about the NFC East, uh, their games are big today. I mean, the Giants are screwed um, because they're playing <laughs> at Baltimore. So you can just take that right off. But you got Carolina at Washington. Uh, and Washington's only favored by one. And so in the same division, um, with implications there also is, like you said, Philly at Dallas. And that's Dallas plus three. But, I mean, these games should be very tight. And, um, you know, like if Washington were to lose and Philly were to win, it really tightens up that race between those three. Yeah. Um, so it, it's still – I mean, if Washington wins today, I think it's pretty much over, you know? Um, with that with that division, like, I mean, it's funny because they show up – they show the playoff picture and, like, you know, you have teams with, like, seven and seven, eight and seven that are out, but then you show that, you know, NFC East, like, every team's still live, you know? Yeah, uh yeah, I guess that I mean the Giants are sitting they're more alive than Philly is. I think statistically, I think is Philly out statistically? No, Philly's still alive. They're, they're all still, still alive, alive actually. The, everyone is. I think I know, the, Cowboys, but the Giants just know? got screwed because of their schedule. Like they're not yeah. gonna they're not gonna pull this off. Definitely. One game that I really like is uh Indy at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's I can't believe they lost to Cincinnati, but um, this is I this is a good game. This is going to be a marquee matchup here. You got Indy who's hot, and then you have Pittsburgh who was hot. So it's and I I think I like you know Indy's getting two points. I I think Indy should be the favorite here. I was going to say I would just make this a pick em, you know, which I guess maybe yeah. are only one point off of me. Um, so I was going to say, until you drug me down the uh, <laughs> down the terrible NFC East path, uh, is that my favorite game of the week is this India pick game. This is an AFC playoff game, essentially. Definitely. Definitely. Um, I think this is by far going to be the most exciting game of the week because of all the implications that come out of this. And I know it, it's weird to see Pitt minus two here because I thought that people would fade. I thought Indy would be the favorite here. If I, if I had to pick, I would say it's like Indy minus one or Indy minus two. If I was setting this, 
So it's confusing mm-hmm. to me because Pitt came off that big loss. Uh, but you do see the majority of people taking Indy slightly at 54%. I think Pitt's going to come out angry. I think that they were embarrassed. And I think that they're going to come out and and they're going to I think they're going to beat Indy pretty bad. Um, I, but I Indy, think this is where Philip Rivers uh, may choke. All right. Well, think about what Ryan Finley did. I know Ryan Finley is probably a little more mobile than um, Philip Rivers, but uh, they couldn't stop Cincinnati's offense, which to me doesn't have the weapons that Indy has. You know, Indy has three solid running backs. Indy has, like, last week Pascal from Indy came out. My guy Pittman, my man T.Y., he got two good tight ends. I just think you have an arsenal. And um, I believe Karn is coming back this week. But is he the answer when you get beat? You just got beat up by Cincinnati. No, I don't think Pitt's going to be able to run the ball at all this week. I think – I think Roethlisberger goes to Deontay Johnson, Ch- uh, Chase Claypool, and I think that's the way they move the ball. Yeah, I hope so. He hasn't been looking good, so I know our time's limited today. You, you have a life outside the podcast, so do you want to move in and do our uh, value? <laughs> sure thing, value sleeper. You want me to start Have you us heard off? That my yeah, why don't you do it this week? I know I never get to go first. All right, <laughs> my sure thing this week, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you know it hurts to do it just because he's the, clearly you know the, the highest uh, highest price there. Don't have to say much about that. But in my value, I am going to go with Ben Roethlisberger this week at seventy five hundred. I believe he's going to. Do what it takes to move the ball down the field this week. I think we're going to see some some old school Ben. And at the sleeper position, I struggled with this one. I went back and forth, but I decided to go with uh, Mitch Trubisky uh, at seventy two hundred, playing at Jacksonville, just because he has a really easy matchup, and, and it looks like he should be able to put up points, kind of more than what it, what he should on a normal week. Awesome! It's funny because we always laugh and say how. We always marry each other, but my sure thing is going to be Mahomes. I mean, I'm kind of afraid that they're going to get up and take him out. But uh, Atlanta's defense isn't showing much. They're 31st against the pass. And this is going to – I stacked uh, the Chiefs heavily in all of my lineups. So look for Mahomes to have a big day. I use Trubisky more as a value. Um 7,200, they're playing against the worst uh, defense, the worst team that has to lose. They were uh, favored by eight points. It jumped from four and a half to eight. So look for them to crush it. My sleeper of the day, he costs more than Trubisky, so it's not value, is Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts came out last week, and he played a great game uh, against Arizona. He's playing against a weak Dallas defense. 8,200 to me is a little high for a sleeper, but I think he's going to have a solid day. Nice. Um, On to running backs. So 
in my sure thing, I'm going to go with Nick Chubb this week. Uh, like we talked about, Cleveland should run the ball a ton, use both their running backs. Uh, Nick Chubb's 9,000, 9, but I see him going over 20. Um, in my value, I'm going to go right back to David Montgomery at Jacksonville for 7,800. He is on a tear. He's probably been over the last few weeks, with the exception of Kamara's amazing performance, like the most consistently good running back. Uh, I think he's over 23 weeks in a row now. And then uh, my sleeper for the week, um, because Edwards Hilaire went down last week, I'm going to go with Le'Veon Bell uh, playing at home against Atlanta. He's 6,400. This may be Le'Veon Bell's biggest game of the year. Uh, he's probably going to have plenty of opportunities uh, to hit the end zone in this game. Thursday. Remember his rap Thursday? Uh, he was Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. Uh, I like those picks, especially Nick Chubb. Uh, I like David Montgomery. He's been he's he's been on fire. We we called that a few weeks ago um, against Green Bay, and since then he's been up in the twenty range uh, in fantasy points. Look for him today. He's gonna have a solid game. So I know I I had to choose between Nick Chubb and Montgomery for my sure thing. I went with Montgomery for my sure thing. Uh, my value. I picked Sanders. He's going against the worst Russian defense. Miles Sanders with Philly. He's going against uh, Dallas today. Look for him and and Hurst to do a lot of that uh, that lead option and just destroy Dallas. Uh, my sleeper. I was thinking Le'Veon, but I like revenge factor. So I was going with Melvin Gordon, who had a solid game against a great Buffalo defense. I'm a. I like the Chargers. I like this style of play. But they 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 can't stop the rush. Look for a heavy dose of Melvin Gordon today. Nice, I like the Melvin Gordon pick. All right, on to wide receiver. So I'm gonna go right back this week again. My sure thing, Calvin Ridley, uh, 8700. So I like playing wide receivers from teams going against the Chiefs um, this year. I, I basically like playing wide receivers from kind of like passing offenses that should lose the game. My reasoning is that the other team is going to need to throw the ball to catch up. So that's why I like doing this. Uh, and it's been working pretty well. So that's why I'm taking Calvin Ridley. Um, and then in the value spot, because Julio Jones is out, I'm going to take Russell Gage also from Atlanta playing at KC. He's only 5,800. So he's yeah, had he a throws few. to Gage a lot. He loves throwing to Gage. So I think Gage and Ridley both have big days. Uh, you know, they fill up the stats. Uh, I'll come away with an L, but I still think they'll have big days. <laughs> and then for my sleeper, I'm going to go with Marvin Hall, the only uh, only healthy <laughs> only healthy wide receiver at Cleveland. So last few weeks, he's had two, three, four targets. I think this week he probably has eight, nine, ten targets this week um, and probably finds the end zone. He's only 4,900. So if you can fit him oh, in. Oh, you have to go with him. If you need a spot at a wide receiver at three, I mean, this guy's good shot at getting 10, 15 points this week. Watch he win someone's fantasy uh, championship today. Definitely. <laughs> Crazy. So I'm going to uh, 
I'm not going to reinvent the wheel this this week like you. My share thing is going to be uh, Hill. Tariq Hill's been crushing it. Uh, going four weeks back to a 51-point game. And he's just solid. 9,400. I know it's a, a steep price, but uh, he should catch a ton of touchdowns today. Then my value uh, is going to be Allen Robinson, 7,500. Look for him today to just have a huge day. Uh, they'll probably run up the score. Um, I was looking for a Browns uh, wide receiver. I, and that's easy for me, but I'm going to go with Hanton as a sleeper. I like this guy. He caught a he had caught a long touchdown. <coughs> oh, excuse me. He caught a long 55 yard touchdown pass. My dog's barking. Was it 50? It was a long touchdown pass at Houston. Since he's weak, they, they got, a, you know, they got lightning in the bottle last week. I think uh, Chad Henson's going to light them up this week and have a big day. 5,700, can't beat it. Nice. Moving on to tight ends. Uh, obviously, I'm going to take Travis Kelsey at the sure thing. He's averaging over 17 points per game. In the value spot, I'm going to go with Austin Hooper um, from Cleveland playing at the Jets. <laughs> so he's Cleveland's lead pass-catching tight end. Now, the other tight ends are going to see increased, increased usage, um, but he should see the majority of, of those targets going to him. He's only 5,100. I think he's going to have a huge day. Um, he's probably going to be pretty highly owned. Um I'm hoping not more than 25%. And then in the sleeper spot, I'm going to go with Matt Sokol. So this guy is replacing the uh, uh, replacing Hunter Henry for the Chargers going right. against Denver. So he was pulled up from the practice squad. He's only 4000 bare minimum price. Um, hasn't, I think this is going to be his first NFL game. Um, yeah, he was undrafted out of uh, Michigan state. So we'll see, uh, see what he has to give today. Um, but at 4,000, you know, if you, if you're hurting for money in your lineup, definitely worth the, worth a shot there. Yeah. I like that pick. I, uh, I have, I married you. I have Kelsey, Brian and Hooper, but for my sleeper, I was bouncing between my guy came at who I love with Chicago, who should see an uptick today. I think they get up. And they just uh, maybe pull the starters, but I like Farum Jr. from um, from the the Chargers. He he's out there. I've seen him block a lot. He you know he's he's a red zone guy. But like you said, Hunter Henry being out today, it should be an uptick with uh, with um, their their tight ends. All right. Defense. So my sure thing this week is going to be the Ravens at home against the Giants. They're five thousand. <laughs> my value play, you're not going to like it, is the Steelers against the Colts at forty four hundred. Um, I don't have a lot to back this up other than just a gut feeling. So take that <laughs> with a grain of salt. And then my sleeper this week is going to be Dallas at home against Philly for 38. We were marrying each other. Now we're, we're fighting. I like those picks, man. It's just never know. Let's just boil it down to that. 
But uh, I, I like uh, your Baltimore pick. They're going to be all all over the Giants, and the Giants are starting McCoy. So I, I went with you on that one. I believed in you on that one. Then I went with uh, Chicago. I know they're 4,700, but they have to um, – they're going to win today. Jacksonville has to lose. So then I went with uh, my sleeper today is going to be the Panthers. Haskins isn't good at all. Haskins stinks. <laughs> Haskins just knows how to lose. Like, get throwing interception. So look for Carolina to uh, – look for Carolina to, to, to sneak out a win. Oh, somebody wants to say hi to you. Say hi. Haji, ha ha. He's a Cardinals fan, he's told you. So he wasn't oh, happy man. yesterday. He has his Cardinals. Santa brought him a Cardinals sweatsuit. They might call you up to play, buddy. It was a tough loss. Tough loss. So uh, do you want to do lineups, then parlays, or parlays and lineups? Uh, I got my lineup you're, ready. All right. You're at the helm today. You're the helmsman. <laughs> I like it. All right. So – this is my uh, million-dollar lineup. At quarterback, I'm going to take Jared Goff playing at Seattle. Whoa. R- RB1, David Montgomery. RB2, Nick Chubb. Wide receiver one, Marvin Hall. Wide receiver two, Russell Gage. Wide receiver three, Deontay Johnson. Tight end, I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey. And then in the flex, I'm going to put another tight end in there. I'm going to go with Austin Hooper. And then for the defense, I'm going to take the Steelers. Now, that's funny. I, I'm, I'm swinging for the fences with this lineup. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, we, we did similar the same thing close, but uh, I'm starting Patrick Mahomes. I just think that he's going to have six touchdown passes by halftime. Then uh, I'm putting RB1 and putting uh, Gordon. I just take the revenge factor. Look for him to have a big game. And I went with Gus Edwards against the Giants as RB2. Uh, wide receiver, I got uh, Hill. I got Henson and I got Watkins. I like Watkins today for some reason. I got Kelsey on my tight end. He's going to have a huge day. I did the same thing you did. I put uh, Austin Hooper at my flex. He's like a, a, a wide receiver one today. You know, it's it's just going to really be him and two other tight ends. Then I put uh, – I used the Panthers defense for 4,000. Nice. Um, I do have another lineup that I put oh, slightly wow, different. Here we go. Um, should I give it or I'll just send it to you off the air? No, you can give it. Give it. Do you have All right, I'll give it. Yeah, I'll give another one here real quick. So I went a little bit different way on this one. Uh, at quarterback, I'm using Matt Ryan. Running back one, Kareem Hunt. I think Kareem Hunt is going to catch a lot of passes for Cleveland today. They may even put him out in the wide receiver spot. Um, RB2, Montgomery again. Wide receiver one, Deontay Johnson. Wide receiver two, Russell Gage again. Wide receiver three, Chase Claypool. I think he's going to need to have a big day if Pitt's going to do well. Um, Two tight ends again, Kelsey and Hooper. And then in the defense, uh, Cleveland Browns. 
Nice, good. So you got Cleveland that has to come out. That's that's a good good lineup. Were you gonna say until I rudely interrupted you? Um. Oh, my parlay. I'll give mine. Um. All right. So first, I'm gonna take Pitt minus two versus Indy. Second, I'm gonna take uh, Chargers minus three versus Denver. And third, I'm gonna take Dallas plus three versus Philly. Nice. Good, good. I got uh, my parlay. I don't have another one. I have many lineups. We'll be on here all day. So I have Chicago minus eight. I know it's a big spread. It jumped four points, but uh, I think they're going to go big. I have Indy plus two at Pitt. I think that game's going to be a lot closer than what we expect. Then I have Carolina getting one at Washington. And I have the Rams winning. Uh, oh, it went up the plus one. And I have the Rams winning today in Seattle. Nice. I'm excited to see how uh, how our how our picks go this week, and how our, our players. I know we went out a little bit, or at least I went on a few limbs this week. But yeah, remember back in the day we tracked them. We got to start tracking them now. If we're gonna. If we're gonna yeah, go I'm gonna live. watch today. I'm gonna highlight stuff, put notes in here. And uh, and next week uh, you can hold me accountable for uh, for what go. I said. So what do you say, Brown? Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, good luck this weekend. Good luck if you're still in your uh, fantasy playoffs as well. And come back next week. We're gonna have better picks. Week 17. We're gonna flip over to our NBA, and uh, we're gonna start giving more college basketball. NBA, we might change the day that we do it. I know during college basketball season, we changed it up last year. But I want to thank you, Brown. We had a great year despite COVID and everything else. But uh, we're going to be out.